the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Ukraine's presidential office says Russian forces acting now on attacking a steel plant that is considered to be the last defensive stronghold of Ukrainian forces in Mariupol. Russians have resumed airstrikes at the plant two days after the Russian defense minister told Vladimir Putin that the city, with the exception of the plant, had been, quote, liberated by the Russian troops. Crews still battling a number of wildfires in New Mexico and Arizona. Dozens of homes have been destroyed. Also, some 1,600 firefighters still battling six blazes in New Mexico, three more in Arizona. Four people shot and wounded when a gunman opened fire Friday in Washington. Police later say the gunman apparently took his own life. This is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt explains why gas is not getting cheaper. When it costs you $100 to fill the tank in your truck, it is Joe Biden's fault. It's not Putin's fault. It is not the fault of the greedy oil and gas companies who are getting windfall profits tied to the old saw of the Democrats. It's because the president has told the forward-looking markets we will not be drilling to surplus. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. Get you back to Narn with Mitch Berg in just a moment. But first, let's take a look at the weather. High of 73 degrees today with a low of 46 tonight and a chance of thunderstorms. Whose Children Are They? is a new groundbreaking documentary at SalemNow.com. It exposes the hidden agenda in America's schools. Brave teachers step forward and share their stories. Hear from parents and experts who uncover corruption in teachers' unions and empower us to save our classrooms, our kids, and save our country. Thanks for listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. <laughs> now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. The wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy, institutional blue. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call. You can also join us on hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show. On the following social media platforms. Twitter, Gab, Parler, MeWe, and, well, not Getter. Getter seems to be giving us problems logging in. Don't know if I've been shadow banned on ostensibly the most conservative of the social media platforms. We'll work on that here. If you're getting your news about the Narn via Getter, you'll be denied for yet another week here. You can also watch the show, by the way, live streaming on our uh, Facebook page, the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad and I are pretty diligent about live streaming these broadcasts here for those of you who need to have pictures to go along with your radio. If you don't need pictures to go along with your radio, you can just do good old-fashioned broadcast radio, AM 1280 in the Twin Cities Metro, FM 107.5 in the West Metro, which I, I think is basically from Anoka down to uh, Prior Lake, maybe, and from the Mississippi River on west to, I want to say, Cocado, or maybe Montrose. Anyway, it's the West Metro. It's FM 107.5, crystal clear FM sound. And, of course, you've got am1280thepatriot.com, the website, uh, website uh, the live stream, plus... All of your favorite streaming apps, odyssey.com, radio.com. I think iHeart still uh, carries this as well. Plus the AM1280 The Patriot app, which is really the cream of the uh, crop that rises to the top of the uh, streaming uh, services, at least if you're trying to listen to, well, myself, my colleagues, Brad Carlson, the new guy coming up at 3 o'clock. Brad Carlson, 
tomorrow from 1 to 3, every Sunday. And King Banyan, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. So that's what's going on here on AM 1280, The Patriot. So, so much stuff going on here today. By the way, we'll be talking with uh, former Secretary of State Mary Kiffmeyer later on this hour about the imperative need for more Republican poll uh, election, uh, poll watchers, poll challengers, and election judges. I mean, we are we Republicans, the good guys, are so outnumbered that I'm not going to say that there is massive fraud in our election system. I am going to say that if there are no Republicans serving as election judges, we really have no idea one way or the other. We need to get more Republicans serving on these in these roles. Uh, Rep- Senator Kiffmeyer, who's retiring from the Senate here now after a uh, multiple distinguished careers in office, both as a legislator and as the Secretary of State for four years, the last four years we had a good Secretary of uh, State in this state, uh, will be joining us later on this hour here. Ah, so much to talk about going on here right now. I-, I read a tweet on Twitter. Where else would I read a tweet, I guess, by Minnesota State Senator Lindsey Port. Uh, writing that, uh, and, and she's she, she writes she's by the way a progressive DFLer uh, out there, and degrees of progressiveness are really what we're talking about here. Whenever you talk about DFLers, I mean there there's no real not really such thing as a moderate DFLer anymore uh, in terms of the Senate. There were two in the previous session, Tom Bach and and uh, and, and Senator Tomasoni. And they both had to leave the DFL and become an independent uh, caucus of their own, caucusing with the GOP, because the DFL is too extreme to represent the Iron Range. (laughs) And I just, I mean, whatever you think, that politics never changes. And in a state like Minnesota, it's easy to think that. Because sometimes if you just go from campaign to campaign, uh, election cycle to election cycle, it can kind of feel like it's the same story over and over again. Republicans find ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, the Republican <laughs> the Republican donor class stays home and uh, and, and resides in the, the splendor of their indifference to the people who do get nominated. As Dennis Smith said, uh, the, the insiders conspire against the outsiders to, to fix the nomination from inside. Or, as the insiders will say, People who show up and get elected do the jobs for which they were elected. I, and, and, of course, there's stories on all sides of this. And it feels like the Republican Party just continuously snatches defeat from the jaws of victory. And yet, things have changed. Things have evolved. Some things have evolved for the worse. The Twin Cities have gotten even more relentlessly uh, authoritarian blue in the last 18 years that this show's been uh, on the air. I mean, there were times... In recent memory, when Republicans did get elected to office, even if it was the school board or county commission, even conservative Democrats, Democrats who were conservative enough to perhaps earn a joint endorsement from some Republicans like uh, Jerry Blakey as a, a city council person in St. Paul. Or, well, let's not forget Norm Coleman as mayor of St. Paul. This could not happen today. So some things have evolved for the worse. Others have evolved for the better. For example, if you'd have told me in 2004 or 2005 that the Republican Party would win an election, any election for Congress or really much of anything for the state legislature in CD8, the northeast part of Minnesota, the Iron Range, a place that whose political boundaries were defined 100 years ago by Scandinavian socialists <laughs> of the Farmer Labor Party, people who were so far to the left that Hubert Humphrey had to e- eject the Stalinists in 1946. I kid you not, Stalinists in the Farmer Labor Party when they merged with the, D- with the Democrat Party to form the DFL. And there was a battle to eject the communists from the DFL. At any rate. The idea, if you'd have told me in, in 2004 that the the CD8 would ever even get over 40% Republican, to say nothing of vote uh, voting R plus 16 in the 2016 election and install Pete Stauber in what looks like will be a lifetime sinecure. I mean, he will be serving in that House seat as long as he wants to. The DFL is down to putting up token warm body candidates, much like the Republican Party has 
had to do in places like Minneapolis and St. Paul in the past. I don't think anybody's calling C.C. Uh, Davis one of those. Uh, by the way, in, in CD4 terms right now, we're waiting on uh, ballots at the CD4 convention uh, for the three-way race uh, to, to run against Betty McCollum. I uh, will be looking forward to hearing more about that. Uh, in in uh, it, hopefully, uh, some of my people at the convention will be sounding off here shortly about that. Ballots are being counted as of the top of the hour here. But you, you, I never thought I would see the day where the DFL could lose the Iron Range, could lose the Eighth Congressional District, could lose districts like Tom Box District, and yet here we are. I mean, the odds are fairly good that CD8 is going to be a Republican sinecure for your lifetime and mine, and maybe our kids'. I knew that CD7, once uh, once Colin Peterson left office, uh, that CD7 would be Republican as long as North and South Dakota are going to be Republican, i.e. forevermore, barring some political apocalypse or maybe literal apocalypse out there somewhere. Uh, I knew CD7 would go. I mean, I mean, that was just holding on as a, as a blue district just as long as Colin Peterson could cling to power by his fingernails. And that ended, and so we have Michelle Fishbach. And the reason for that is people like Senator Lindsey Port. I'll, I'll do respect. She was elected by her constituents to be part of the new extreme DFL, Senator Lindsey Port, who, who tweeted today, uh, by the way, in District 56, which is, what, the West Metro somewhere, I believe. I don't know. Anyway, and she quotes, uh, well, I'm quoting her in, on Twitter saying, <clears throat> Reproductive freedom is on the ballot. Save to the date to join the Senate. Reproductive freedom caucus at our <clears throat> Roe versus Rage fundraiser. Roe versus Rage. <laughs> uh Okay, uh, she goes on to write, quote, I'm channeling my rage into electing pro-choice Democrats up and down the ballot. How are you channeling your rage? <laughs> and I, I gotta say, there were times, I, I, there have been times in my life where channeling rage was my idea of great politics. I mean, I was, I was a teenager, probably a 20-something. I was full of anger about injustice and about the, the decks that have been stacked against me. And I will say, when I look at some of the, the, the activities that the DFL goes through and some of their minions <laughs> subject us to in this state, I, I, I'm subject to a bit of a fit of peak, I, I'll have to say. I, I get a little bit discomfited by it. I, I, perhaps, I, I perhaps find my feathers a tad ruffled. I don't know if I let it rise to the level of rage because, quite frankly, rage gets old to voters. And I, I by the way, Lindsay Port, if you're listening, and I did specifically invite you to call in at 651-289-4488 because I'd love to discuss the the politics of rage and the, the extent to which you are a prophet of this, this feeling you know, on behalf of reproductive rights. Which I must say also is a, a term that fills me with a certain amount of, well, not rage, really kind of the opposite rage, the, the urge to, to, to urge to satirize, the urge to, to, I hate to say mock, that's so uncivil sounding, but honestly, this is a deflection. And, and, and it's one of the many deflections you're seeing from the DFL right now, because they know they're sitting on top of two colossal loser issues right now. They are the party of defunding the police, of 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 slandering the police. And, yeah, there are bad apples. And I'm a libertarian Republican, so I'm I'm probably more uh, in favor of holding bad cops accountable and bad county attorneys even more accountable for their actions or in some cases their inactions. So I can see a certain amount of rage about that, uh, about uh, raging at a party that has let two of the most beautiful cities, major cities in the United States, turn into crime-ridden cesspools and kick them down the road on their snowball's path towards rolling into being the next Detroit or Newark if things carry on the way they are. Yes, it's a slow process, but it is a process, and it is underway. I mean, we're Minneapolis is right now where Newark was in, I don't know, 
1969-1970, which fills me with a certain amount of trepidation. Not rage, trepidation. So I, I, I'm pointing out that, yes, it, if I were a DFLer right now, I would be trying to gin up rage over over Roe v. Wade, which, yeah, the Supreme Court is likely going to put some serious guardrails on, if not completely uh, destroy as a precedent in the upcoming session here. But if I were a DFL, yeah, I would be deflecting, for, for all I'm worth, away from the DFL's record on crime, the DFL's record on the public schools, which are collapsing around us faster in the metro area than any place as they tried to deflect away from the record the DFL had in leading that collapse before the pandemic and taking what was left of whatever proficiency existed in the school districts, in the metro especially, but really statewide as a whole, and curb stomping what was left of it during the pandemic. And then the teachers' union taking that dismal, wretched record of... The opposite of accomplishment and say, yeah, we're going to take this and try to glom onto as much of that, quote, surplus, end quote, as we can to uh, get our hands on all that filthy lucre so we can finally start educating the kids, supposedly. That fills me with concern. Let's just put it that way. So, Lindsay Port, I would love to talk about your rage. Anytime convenient to you. I mean, 651-289-4488, the number to call. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about our ever-unhinged social betters out there as they respond to, well, a defeat in the culture war. We'll talk about that. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Northern Lions AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Mother's Day is coming, and so is the challenge. What do you give the mom that gave you everything? This Mother's Day, give the gift of a lifetime of memories, digitized forever. Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Nick. We started Legacy Box over a decade ago to simplify preserving footage of mom's wedding, your first steps, and all the milestone moments that made your mom, mom. Over a million families have trusted Legacy Box to convert those meaningful moments. Legacy Box is simple, safe, and affordable. Simply fill your Legacy Box with photos, film, and tapes. Our team of experts will do the rest. Not to mention, you'll get back your originals and new digital copies on DVDs, thumb drive, or the cloud, ready to relive and share for generations. Make your mom feel extra special this Mother's Day with what Real Simple calls the perfect gift. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get early access to our Mother's Day sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for an unbelievable deal. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Eric Metaxas presents The Unraveling of Atheism. Finding so compelling, we're bringing him to the Twin Cities to talk about it. Is Atheism Dead? A discussion with Eric Metaxas, Thursday the 28th at Plymouth Covenant Church. He'll present remarkable new evidence that defeats the idea of a creatorless universe. His quick wit will make this event come to life. Reserve your seats at am1280thepatriot.com. Supported by GTS HVAC. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 
800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit My Three Quotes online. That's My Three Quotes. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join us here. We are waiting on uh, results from the first round of polling at the uh, CD4 convention going on in Roseville right now. It's a three-way race between uh, Jerry Silver, who joined us last week on the broadcast, Mickey Murray, longtime uh, friend of my blog and show, and, of course, uh, Maylor Shang, who I heard speak a couple weeks ago at the SD65 convention. Actually, I heard all three of them. And it's going to be a great. The cool part about it, this maybe tells you something about how what a healthy Republican Party we're, we're getting statewide is normally in CD4 and CD5, you have to work. It's like pulling teeth trying to recruit someone to run because it's such a difficult race. It is. It's a hard race for Republicans. No two ways about it. I mean, when your goal is to try and get into the high 30s towards 40 percent, and win, winning would be nice, but getting getting out of the 30s or sometimes the 20s is a little little difficult to, 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 to work towards sometimes here. We've had to pull teeth to get people to run. And now we got three ca- candidates in CD4, and they had three candidates a couple weeks ago in CD5. C.C. Davis uh, won the nomination. Looks like there may be a primary. We'll see how that works. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to be looking for results uh, from the CD4 uh, contest right now. Any one of them could have a really good shot at Benny McCollum this year, at least uh, putting a dent in the DFL hegemony in CD5. So during his 2018 campaign, Governor Klink used the term one Minnesota. Now, I hated that term. For starters, you, this, this is something of an affectation on the left, uh, especially certain constituencies on the left. I like to say, well, we need to be united because uh, if the people are united, they can never be divided. From the Department of Tautology departments, uh, the... Yeah, of course, the unity that they seek is always uh, unity behind every uh, every dotted I and crossed T of their platform. Everything that they seek is the unity they they want. I was in a I was on a talk show years ago with a fellow from Detroit who's uh, who, who was a fellow guest on a panel discussion. He said. Well, so what we need is unity. We need to all get behind. The, we all need to get together and, and show some unity in dealing the problems with faces today. And I said, well, okay, so in, in this unity, there's going to be a place at the table for some of our conservative Republican uh, ideas here. I mean, you're asking, you're demanding unity. So what piece of the cake uh, behind which you're, we're uniting uh, is going to be ours? Said, oh, Republicans are, but and I can't say what he called us. Uh, on radio, this is a Salem radio station, and I don't think I couldn't say it on any radio station <laughs> under consumer, uh, community standards that uh, the FCC issues. It would be a big problem for us and would result in me losing this show, which I don't want to do. See, that's what they mean by unity is united behind everything we want. And and as a historian, at least an amateur historian with a a deep understanding of the history of Europe between, say, 1920 and uh, 1945. I, in particular, remember the many instances of one of something that we're all supposed to unite behind. I mean, the most infamous being the the German National Socialist Party motto, one people, one empire, one leader, which you could say, oh, Mitch, that's not what Governor Klink was asking for. To which I would respond, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, he wants one Minnesota behind the extreme progressive agenda of the DFL, which he leads. Uh, when I say leads, I mean he's led by. I mean he's he's essentially being led around by the nose by Peggy Flanagan and the extreme progressive wing of the merely very progressive DFL. At any rate, that was his slogan during the 2018 election. One Minnesota. To those of us who study history, deeply troubling statement you could call it a dog whistle it's not it's just a fact that unity 
is the worst possible thing in the world for a democracy, uh, small d. Uh, and by the way, we were right. I mean, whatever people yak about one of anything or unity behind anything, it's about making everyone equally miserable and confined and constrained in their beliefs and their thoughts, not equally happy and prosperous. For example, Minnetonka is being one minnesota News came out in Alpha News this past week. Property crimes way up in Minnetonka from pre-pandemic levels. Minnetonka. Minnetonka Police Department is releasing its annual crime report for last year. There's no significant change in violent crime rate because it's Minnetonka. But property crimes in the city remain high, especially compared with pre-pandemic levels. This is Minnetonka. Leafy, green, upper-middle-class Minnetonka. And they are talking. Uh, about skyrocketing crime rates. You're seeing carjackings in Maple Grove and Deep Haven and Shoreview and Circle Pines. And I bring this up because a tweet by former, and I say thankfully former, Minneapolis City Council President Lisa Bender popped up here. Now, she is the person who went on national media and said, well, if you're if you're thinking in terms of law and order and public safety, that's something that comes from a position of privilege. And she really distilled that down to its its entire noxious essence in a tweet from June of 2020, right after the George Floyd riots, when crime was less of a concern than than Lake Street and University Avenue being burned to the ground. And Lisa Bender tweeted, quote, If you are a comfortable white person asking to dismantle the police, I invite you to reflect. Are you willing to stick with it? Will you be calling in three months uh, to ask about garage break-ins? Are you willing to dismantle white supremacy in all systems, including a new system? Now, it is a fact that that point of view was repudiated with extreme prejudice at the polls this past November in Minneapolis, where, where... Districts like North Minneapolis and seven corners, five corners, five corners, repudiated the Lisa Bender's agenda. And and Lisa Bender was smart enough, perhaps, to leave office before she could be escorted out of office by the voters last year. Four of her colleagues on the uh, Public Safety safety is a Privilege Caucus, uh, Cam Gordon, uh, Philippe Cunningham, and a couple of others whose names elude me because... They're all basically the same anyway. On the Minneapolis City Council, as uh, basically got got tossed because I mean, the African American community in Minneapolis curb stomped that particular initiative more more decisively than any other parts of the of of the metro area. Any other parts, of, I should say, the city of Minneapolis. The only parts of Minneapolis where defunding the police passed were the neighborhoods populated by. Two real populations, the upper middle class dilettantes that call the shots in the DFL in places like Nokomis and around Lake Harriet, those sorts of neighborhoods. And, of course, the areas around Powderhorn Park where young, white, idealistic, ultra left progressives largely employed by government or the nonprofit industrial complex or education, God help us all, uh, are clustered. That's where the Lisa Bender Uh, Well, that's where Lisa Bender comes from, and that's where her agenda passed. By the way, if if you consider public safety as a privilege, well, you're right. It is a privilege. And anyone tells you it is, you you should tell them, yes, absolutely. You're a dang skippy. It's a privilege. a privilege we pay for. We pay a lot for. And it is city government's one and an unambiguously legitimate role, along with maintaining the roads that it builds, providing that public safety that we pay for, in lieu of going out and generating that safety ourselves. Which, by the way, is the next stop down the path of the collapse of civilization, people providing their own public safety, which, by the way, they're starting to do it in a civilized way, in some cases, by, uh, for example, it was Kenwood or Bryn Mawr, Bryn Mawr a couple weeks ago uh, announced that it's contracting its own off-duty police uh, people to patrol the neighborhood, provide a little extra security on their own. Uh, of course, other 
elements of society may may with less uh, affluence to to play with may find their own means of doing that. By the way, Lisa Bender uh, was comfortable enough as a white person uh, talking about dismantling the police to be comfortable accepting a thousand dollars a day worth of taxpayer assistance, providing her security. She was apparently comfortable enough to go to the FBI to report threats against her and the rest of the city council. I'm wondering if she was willing to dismantle her own sense of entitlement and white supremacy in dealing with that system when it's her? Apparently not. Mary Kiffmeyer joins us when we come back talking about the need for uh, Republican election judges. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Public education has gone off the rails. It's the most important domestic issue facing America today. Critical race theory is dividing our children in ways that are unacceptable. They're teaching these kids X-rated sex acts. Our teachers are bullied. Parents are being shut out. Less than one-third of America's school children are proficient in anything. How do we empower parents to restore American values and get our public schools back on track. You cannot use racism to eradicate racism. Don't miss the powerful new movie, Whose Children Are They? Exposing the dark side of our public school system and how we can stop the overreaching liberal regime to take our schools back. Whose Children Are They? Available now at SalemNow.com. Whose Children Are They? Whose Children Are They? Whose Children Are They? Available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Almost every day we hear about another major corporation that's gone woke, tormenting their employees with leftist propaganda and funding organizations who seem to hate this country, traditional values, and the U.S. Constitution. That's why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they have the same cell phone towers as the major carriers, so you get the same great service. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional support More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, and the sanctity of life. Go to patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A and switch today. Or call 972-PATRIOT, free activation code GORKA. They also have extra discounts for veterans and first responders. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A, 972-PATRIOT. Got inflation? Not at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Every day your dollar will buy 40 to 70% more at PJ's Appliance. Hi, this is PJ. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores. How? By simply providing over-the-top customer service and great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's Appliance Outlet has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You'll save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on brand new name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers and dishwashers from trusted brands like LG, Electrolux, Whirlpool, Frigidaire and many more. We're also the exclusive dealer for the Ilve handmade Italian stoves that you see on the DIY TV shows. Don't pay inflated prices for name brand appliances. Take the short drive to save big, big dollars at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Visit our easy-to-get-to Plymouth showroom today or find us online at pjsappliantsoutlet.com. That's pjsappliantsoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. AM twelve eighty, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Dominating Twin Cities weekend radio, ergo, dominating all media in the Twin Cities and, frankly, all of Minnesota. Going on 19 years right now, along with my colleagues Brad Carlson, who's heard tomorrow from 1 to 3 on The Closer, and uh, also uh, Jack Tomzak coming up next at the top of the hour, uh, 3 o'clock. He'll be talking, well, he's the guy who knows where all the bodies are buried in Minnesota politics. And also, we will be talking with, uh, of course, King Banyan, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11, our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. So we are the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We have been doing this longer than anyone. We've been doing it better than anyone. And with a little luck, we always will. 651-289-4488. 
the number to call. Uh, hoping for a call from uh, Senator and former Secretary of State Mary Kiffmeyer talking about the imperative to get uh, Republican election judges. You've been hearing the ads here on AM 12A, The Patriot, for the last week or so right now. She's actually going to be out at the Crow, uh, Crow? No, not Crow, uh, Carver County GOP uh, convention here in coming days, registering uh, people to serve as election judges. You don't have to go to a convention, although they're certainly canvassing people at conventions to serve as election judges. With a little luck, we will be uh, talking with Mary Kiffmeyer about how you can uh, get signed up as well. And if she doesn't show up today, we'll get her next week. I mean, it's it's an evergreen issue. We've literally been talking about trying to get more Republicans signed up as election judges the entire 18 years that this show has been on the air, literally without a break, every single cycle. Speaking of votes, first ballot uh, in the 4th Congressional District Convention going on in Roseville today, Maylor Shang won the endorsement, uh, three-way battle for endorsement. That was 70% on the first vote, which is uh, a pretty resounding mandate from the delegates in the, in the 4th Congressional District. Congratulations to Maylor Shang and her campaign. Look forward to talking uh, with Ms. Zhang on the program here today. Uh, not today, sometime really soon here. Uh, and, and about the imperative to, well, support people running in this potentially most promising of years for Republicans running in places like the 4th and 5th Congressional Districts. We had C.C. Davis on a couple weeks ago after her uh, win in the 5th CD. Looking forward to talking with Maylor Shang uh, in the 4th CD. And the imperative uh, for Republicans in the 4th to turn out for the primary, if there is a primary. Because we found that out two years ago. Uh, C.L. Lohr uh, ran for the, uh, not won the nomination easily uh, in the uh, at the convention this time two years ago and then the dfl turned out essentially crossed over and voted for someone who perfectly normal republican who is sort of a an outlier who pretty i think lost to the convention went on to the primary for whatever reason and the dia the only real explanation is the 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 uh the Lore campaign didn't worry about the primary the DFL came out in droves because why bother voting in the DFL primary? I mean, it's Betty McCollum's going to win. <laughs> uh, DFLers vote for who they're told to vote for at the end of the day. I mean, you can talk about strife in the DFL all you want, but on election day, they all fall in line. The Borg will not be denied. And so when told to go over and vote for whoever it was that was running in the primary against uh, Shia Lor, they did. And we wound up with a no-name with maybe $20 in his campaign fund running against Betty McCollum uh, instead of CLR, who actually had a relatively well-run campaign, except, of course, for the whole idea of ignoring the primary. I'm looking forward to talking with Maylor Shang in coming weeks about her run against Betty McCollum. The inroads that Republicans have the opportunity to make in both the 4th and 5th congressional districts, uh, the, the DFL's power uh, districts here in the state of Minnesota, you know, the bedrock of the DFL hegemony over the metro, and the imperative for all of you good Republicans everywhere in the 4th Congressional District to turn out in the primaries, if in fact it goes to that here, as well as the general election. Uh, this is a great year, potentially, uh, in the wake of Donald Trump getting the most black votes of any Republican since 1960. And of the best turnout among Latino voters in history uh, for candidates like CeCe Davis, Maylor Shang, to be carrying the Republican banner into places like Minneapolis, St. Paul, Roseville, Bloomington, all of these places that have been just let, left rotting and moldy blue after decades of DFL hegemony. Looking forward to uh, talking with Maylor Shang. Congratulations to her and her campaign on a convincing 70% win in the uh, CD4 race. And the need for this is absolutely uh, astounding here. We uh, This past week, we saw a little blast from the past, back to the riots of 2021. You perhaps saw, recall seeing this on the morning uh, news. This was on Channel 4's morning show back during the middle of the riots, the little riot, uh, the, not the big riots in 2020, the, the smaller ones that swept uptown, uh, Lake Lagoon, Hennepin, uh, in the uh, in June of 2021, a woman 
walking down the street past the burning dumpsters and the makeshift barricades that, quote, anti, end quote, fa, uh, and uh, the and, and pulling a gun out, a Glock, and firing a couple shots ostensibly into the air. There's allegations she was shooting at some white people commuting to work in their cars on a nearby street. We'll never know. Uh, she was released on her own, uh, at least with, with a bail paid by the Minnesota Freedom Fund. This came ba- out, by the way, from Crime Watch Minneapolis, which is the only genuine, one of few, I should say, genuine sources of journalism in the Twin Cities these days. Uh, they have been reporting on the Minnesota Freedom Fund bailing out violent offenders, sex offenders, all manner of of social detritus over the past couple of years. Uh, and and by the way, I, we, we've had conservatives say, well, we need to do something about bail. Well, bail is a constitutional right that you have. And, and by the way, there's a case to be made that we charge people way too much bail for nonviolent crimes. Walking down Lagoon Street and shooting at passing cars is not a nonviolent crime, and bailing that is uh, certainly uh, something that is, goes beyond the intention of the Constitution, or at least uh, is, is an abuse of, uh, or I should say not an abuse, but perhaps a, a nonprofit that needs to be looked into a little more carefully. Let's go to uh, uh, Bob on the phones. You're uh, live and on the air, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Uh, yes, so you talked earlier about uh, local communities policing their own neighborhoods. I was wondering what you know about the Guardian Angels in New York City. Uh, Curtis Sliwa, I believe, is the leader. Yep. Have they had a good track record? Is is that a good idea for maybe something like that here in Minnesota? It has had. It depends on who you ask. And by the way, thanks for your call, Bob. The uh, the Guardian Angels, for, for those of you who don't recall, back in the 1970s and early 1980s, were a grassroots organization that formed to patrol the subways and neighborhoods of New York during the depths of the Dinkin years. Dinkins years. They were uh, primarily urban youth, uh, disproportionately, by the way, Latino, uh, blue-collar whites, uh, Puerto Ricans, and African Americans. They got a little bit of martial arts training. They wore T-shirts and red berets, and they patrolled the streets of New York. Did they have an effect? It depends on who you ask. It, uh, it, it statistically probably didn't affect crime all that terribly much in New York. In terms of rallying people, to the idea that, that people needed to do something about the crime that had essentially turned New York City into the most dangerous city in America for a number of years back then, I think it had a, an effect far out of proportion to their numbers and perhaps statistical impact on crime. Uh, the idea that you had regular ordinary schnooks out there patrolling the streets of New York and taking on crime face-to-face out in the streets... It, had a moral effect, I think, on people in New York. I've talked with people who lived in New York at the time, and just the idea that someone was out there doing something when it seemed like the city of New York was unwilling and unable to do something uh, had an effect of, of, of telling people, yeah, we're not completely helpless here. And I'm not going to say that the Guardian Angels led directly to the, the election of, of Rudy Giuliani as mayor of New York City. I'm saying that they are part of a confluence of events that caused New Yorkers to do what probably would have seemed like the unthinkable a few years earlier. Uh, I mean, New York had been run by increasingly extremist leftists back before that was in fashion, Uh, people who seemed like extremists even at the time and and to some extent seemed like moderate and quaint uh, relics uh, today compared with the extremism that you've seen from the likes of previous Mayor Bill de Blasio. Uh, would the Guardian Angels have an effect today? I, uh, By the way, they were attempted here in the Twin Cities in the uh, late 1980s. I wrote a couple articles when I was freelancing. I was a freelancer between radio jobs in the late 1980s, and I wrote a couple articles about the attempts of the Guardian Angels to establish themselves in Minneapolis and St. Paul. There was a Guardian Angels chapter in Minneapolis in 1987, 86-87, they were actually somewhat famous because they actually blockaded a housing project up on Plymouth and Sheridan, the Cecil Newman housing project in 1986. They said there was a lot of drug dealing going on. They set up a blockade of the housing project. 
to screen people for, for drugs, to keep the drug dealers out, to make the place safe for the locals. And I was producing a talk show at the time uh, for a fellow named Jeff Charles, who has gone on to be a, a superstar of talk radio in Providence, Rhode Island, for the last 30-odd years or so. I was his producer. He said, uh, get someone from the Guardian Angels on the air. And I got on the phone and I called the local Guardian Angels office, which had been set up at the Cecil Newman uh, office. And I called the number that I got from directory assistance because there was no Internet unless you were Al Gore back then. And uh, I, I heard a New York voice picking up the phone. Guardian Angels, Kurt Sliwa. It's like, oh, lucky me, uh, Kurt Sliwa. I'd like to get you on the air to tie. Of course, Kurt Sliwa has never met a microphone he didn't like. We got him on the air to talk about the blockade then and there. The Guardian Angels didn't last long. They, they were even shorter-lived in St. Paul. They walked a couple of patrols and disbanded. Could they have an effect? I think the idea that you have people, I, I think if people want to get out and organize a neighborhood watch program that actually got out there on the street and put eyes on the places where crime was going on, it could have an effect. I do believe that it could. Let's take a quick break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. One more segment to go. Ergo, the fun really is still just beginning. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. In 1981, Heritage Christian Academy began with 13 students. Today, they celebrate God's faithfulness with 550 students in grades pre-K through 12. God has shown his provision for HCA for 40 years. Let me introduce one of God's faith-filled stories. Hi, my name is Tim. In 1989, we trusted this school to begin educating our kids. Nowadays, we trust it to educate our grandkids. I still coach here, and my wife now works here. Heritage has become much of the central fabric of our lives. We love this school for all the moments that happen when so many people invest in and commit to one another. Those moments build into real relationships, many of which last a lifetime. We love and appreciate the partnership Heritage has with parents. Heritage Christian Academy is very much together in the education of the children whom God has entrusted to them. For more information about Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove, visit heritageweb.org. Heritage Christian Academy, equipping minds, engaging hearts, and encountering Jesus Christ. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerislein, our guest like bow hunting expert, Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick, Sharon Staitler. Join us for Outdoor News Radio. Every Sunday morning at 8 on our sister station, Freedom 1570. Hey, it's David McKnight, host of the Power of Zero radio show, heard right here every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. on The Patriot. Learn my secrets about retiring successfully, plus strategies designed to pay zero in taxes from my best-selling book, The Power of Zero. Investment advisory services offered through POZ Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Don't forget, Jack Tomzak coming up right after the top of the hour here. 
don't know what he's talking with about or who he's talking with, but either way, he knows where the bodies are buried in Minnesota politics. Of course, Brad Carlson, the closer edition, coming up tomorrow at 1 o'clock uh, from 1 to 3, AM 12A, The Patriot. King Banyan, of course, next week. Uh, my band, Elephant in the Room, three weeks away from our next gig. It's going to be a long day, by the way. We are going to be broadcasting live. Current plans say we're going to be broadcasting live from the Minnesota State uh, Republican Convention in Rochester. Uh, Jack, Tom, Zach, Brad Carlson, and I will be live at the uh, GOP convention. I think during our usual time, perhaps a more, more a little bit earlier, I will be ducking out at the end of the show at 3 o'clock, racing to my car, and driving to Garrison, Minnesota, on the west coast of Mille Lacs, right about where 169 splits into the road to Aiken and the road to Brainerd at the Rocky Bottom at the Y to play the fishing opener gig with the rest of my band, Elephant in the Room. Yeah, it's going to be a long day. After that, by the way, uh, May 28th, we're going to be at the Bloomington VFW, for those of you who want to find something a little closer to home. So either way, my band Elephant in the Room uh, doing its summer tour. Oh, starting what is going to be a long summer of gigs. We got we got what, 14, 15 more gigs lined up yet this year, and about uh, half of them are lined up in uh, July, August, or September here. It's going to be a busy couple months for us here. Uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call. So this past week, among the other bits of huge news, the the lifting of the mask mandate and the ongoing uh, crisis in Ukraine, which there are other hosts talking much more about, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a law revoking Disney's special uh, self-governing powers. well, back in 19, I think back in the 1960s, 1965, I want to say, the state of Florida allowed Disney to essentially take over many of the roles of government in its area of uh, central Florida, around Orlando, in a bid to start developing the area. And Disney essentially served as a corporate governor, as uh, its own corporate government for that part of the state. Uh, now, now, by the way, this is for, for from the BBC um, uh, Governor DeSantis signed a controversial bill dissolving Walt Disney World's self-governing status in the state. The move is seen, says the BBC, as retribution for Disney's opposition uh, to the state's so-called, <clears throat> by idiots, don't say gay bill. I mean, I mean, it's that's a lie. There, the, the bill in no po- no place does the bill say you can't say the word gay. This is a deflection. This is word salad from the left to deflect away from the fact that what it does say is you can't be teaching kids between ages and five and eight about sex and variable gender. It's not something that kids that age should be subjected to. And as we've talked about in this broadcast in the past, if you've got a kindergarten teacher who says, well, how how am I going to teach my kids what my same-sex partner and I did over the weekend? Well... You tell them what you did, and you leave what happens behind closed doors out of it because that's their parents' job. Well, what if my kids' parents don't teach them that? That's their right. That's their prerogative. And until American education is taken over by, I don't know, the Danes or the Swedes that regard the parents as secondhand citizens uh, behind the the ministrations of trained professionals with PhDs, that's the way it's going to stay. And by the way, Ron DeSantis has done a great job in, in, in enforcing that. This company's status, by the way, in effect, allowed Disney to operate as its own municipal government including the ability to levy taxes, build roads, control utilities, and operate its own fire department. The Florida bill eliminates uh, Disney's Reedy, uh, sorry, Reedy Creek Improvement District and several others. The measure, however, allows more districts to be reestablished in the future. At a bill signing ceremony on Friday, quoting the BBC, Mr. DeSantis uh, accused Disney of lying about the controversial bill, which bars many primary school classrooms from discussing sexual orientation. Hey, that was an honest reporting. Anyway, uh, quote, you're a corporation based in Burbank, California, and you're going to marshal your economic might to attack the parents of my state, which, by the way, is what happened. The the woke police, a, my, a, a tiny minority of Disney employees marshaled their efforts behind a woke agenda and pressured the worthless weasel CEO into saying, okay, we're going to start pressing against this bill. We're going to marshal our political might against this uh, against this bill, which has now been signed into law. Uh, the, the, quote, don't say gay. The don't teach kids about 
gender and sex when they're between the ages of five and eight. Bill, now law in the state of Florida. And Disney marshaled its power against the bill. And Ron DeSantis didn't blink. He went ahead with it, and Disney is seems in its own dilatory way to be backing down. Now, I, I talk about this not because I have any particular insight to add about the Florida legislation or Walt or Disney Corporation's actions, although my opinion about it should be fairly plain from the preceding couple of moments here. I will say this. Watching Big Left react to this this past couple of days has been hilarious. Uh, especially watching the, the Minnesota politician, a DFL, who said, hey, we've got some land free across from the Mall of America. Maybe Disney World can come on up here. As if, and by the way, this is a common delusion on the part of people on the left. The idea that they're going to, that Disney Corporation is going to pull a bunch of uh, semi-tractors into Orlando and hitch up the Cinder, uh, Cinderella's castle uh, and pull it up on a, on, a, on a trailer and haul it to Minnesota or to Colorado or to whatever blue region that, that people on the left are, are, are talking about moving it to. It's not how it works. They've invested billions of dollars. Oh, the other delusion they have is, oh, these, these people are going to see all the taxes they have to raise. to, to Their taxes are going to skyrocket because they've got to support Disney. False. <laughs> these people... The, the counties around that, that were part of this special, the, the, the Reedy Creek District, are going to be the richest counties in America in terms of tax money because all those Disney sales taxes are going to go to the counties rather than to who? Disney's pseudo-government. And by the way, since people in red America are having kids much faster than people in blue America, they're not going to move to Colorado or New York or Delaware or, or the... California, oh, they already have one in California. They're not going to be moving to, to Maryland because Disney needs to be where the kids are. And people in red states are having kids at a rate 40% ahead of blue America. So Disney is not going to move. The counties around, the taxpayers in the counties around what used to be the Reedy Creek Development Area are not going to go crazy paying all the taxes because Disney sales taxes, Disney property taxes, which are now going to be going to the county governments, are going to make these counties so fabulously wealthy. And there's not a thing Disney can do about it other than start over again elsewhere. Good luck with that. Thanks for tuning in. Jack Tomzak up next. God bless you all. God bless America. I'm about to compare a pepper shaker to a cash out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out. For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years, leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, we our United, United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, North Dakota, South Dakota, or you. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years. 
years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. In just 10 minutes, I can zip through 10 stories that matter, 10 stories that help me start my day and help shape where I go with The Mike Gallagher Show. You and I know the mainstream media is filling the airwaves with a left-wing take on the news of the day. This is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't verify. We won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. It's critical to find a news source that tells the truth. Well, that's Daybreak Insider. Daybreak Insider is that source. I get it in my mailbox every day. It helps shape the stories I bring to you. It's a look at today's most compelling stories, how they are covered by the media, and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.